Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another episode of Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. I'm Jay. That's Colin over there. Yo. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. forgot it was Monday. <laughs> That's quite all right. That's it. You know, it comes from comes along approximately once a week, so it's understandable. Uh, well, no wonder I lost track of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You had a whole week to forget about it. Yeah, so oh, that yeah. was uh, that. That intro music was from an old uh, Friends band, a uh, Defamation of Character. So we're talking back in the late '90s, I think they made that song. Oh, yeah, very cool. Which is uh, which is obviously a remake of. Uh, you know, the BG's staying alive, uh, right. and there's quite a bit more to the song, but I figure I wouldn't subject you guys to that. That's a that requires a very specific uh musical taste to enjoy that song, I believe. <laughs> quite possible, quite possible. Yeah, so what's new, boss? Well, something you might be very interested in. Uh, mm. not an hour or so ago, I booked for my very first tattoo. Oh, no, really? Uh, All right, yeah. well, uh. What are you getting and where at? I've been thinking about the damn thing for years, so now I'm just glad I'm finally getting it. But uh, I've mapped out what my whole left arm is going to turn into, but I figure if I can only sit through one tattoo, I'm sure I can, but I don't know. If I can only sit through one tattoo, I'll make sure I do this one first. So it's just, it's going to be a ram skull on, I guess, the inside of my forearm a little bit inside of your forearm well yeah so like on the forearm but like the inside there so yeah right right yeah 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 uh yeah. I, I i have both arms covered so I, i'm yes. familiar with every spot you can get really uh yeah. that's that's not the worst spot to get a tattoo but it, it's not the best either that's like i i figure that's probably a medium pain spot uh i always oh, tell yeah. people when they're gonna get a tattoo the best spot uh, to get a tattoo is on like your upper upper shoulder like your upper arm but in, like in the shoulder area which i'm sure right. you wear like the, the top half of it of your of your upper arm because yeah. that's pretty much the easiest spot to get a tattoo um because you have uh, some padding over it it's not like right on bone and it's not a super sensitive feeling spot you know mm -hmm. uh so uh, if you can handle that, no problem. Move on to other tattoos. If that was a horrible experience for you, you probably should stop getting tattoos. <laughs> it, gets, it only gets worse from there. But so that's yeah. why I always tell people that's a good starter spot. Right, right. Well, see, the yeah. thing is, I, I would have like more space up there, and that's ideally where I'd want some kind of Godzilla thing up there. So right, right. More space yeah. for Godzilla than just a typical Ram Skull kind of thing, right? So, right. and then the Ram Skull, I was born in March, so I have the whole Aries thing, so it kind of makes mm. sense that way. And it's just something I've been eyeing for the longest time, so. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't gotten a tattoo in a couple few years, and I've been avoiding it because logically the next thing I should do is uh, finish up on my Simpsons in space theme that I've got going on my right calf, you know, the oh, lower yeah. leg at this point, and uh, which yeah. is, you know, it's not that I don't want to get it finished. It's just that it turns out the lower leg is a really sensitive spot to get tattooed. Both the calf area, the shin, the whole nine yards. None of it's awesome. It's it's way worse. Than the shin the, I can understand, but the the calf as well. Eh? Yeah, well, the calf, it's it's it just feels very sensitive to the, in that area, you know. Um, right. And my biggest issue with tattoos in that area is not so much the pain, but the fact that I feel like I have to concentrate on my leg to not involuntarily twitch. 
which is not an not an not an issue I really have with any of the other areas, you know, on my arms or my chest or my back or anything like that. Right, and which right. means which means you have to pay attention to the pain that he's dealing you with you, as opposed to trying to think of something else and just you know ignoring it. It's kind yeah. of hard to ignore it when you're focusing on it to make sure you don't jerk your leg out of his hand. Um, yeah, that would. And, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> right, and, and since the only thing I have left on the Simpsons in space is the uh, space background in any glass on helmets or spaceships, because he didn't do any of those yet, because he needed to know what the where the light sources for the different stars and stuff were going to be, so he, before he could put glass and reflections in. Right. That, yeah. Right. No. That, so, that makes so sense. all all those tattoos, all of my tattoos are somewhat unfinished. Like, cause like I've got Homer in a spacesuit, but there's no, he's not wearing a helmet. There, there's a little line around it where you see where it might go. Uh, same with uh, Mr. Burns in his uh, in his spaceship, and you know, Lisa in her uh, spacesuit, and uh, I've got one of the aliens. Although I made him purple instead of green because everyone's got a green alien. Um, and, yeah, and, that's right. And his his little thing, he doesn't have the big tube thing over him either. Um, oh yeah no well yeah you got to do that on those two right yeah. but yeah. it's going to be a whole bunch of black fucking ink all oh. around my calf you know it's like you i mean unless right, you can think of a some unique way to leave it out I'm, i have basically have to get a black band going around my leg with uh, yeah, say, yeah the, you're with, practically with getting a, one of those blacko tattoos yeah 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 <laughs> I, yeah we've talked about other ways to do it so and he, he says he's, he might have figured out a way to like just maybe do the edges around everything uh, but that's gonna that's still gonna be eighty percent of the leg anyway. Like a the, thick outline it, kind of thing. Get a, get around it that way. Kind kind of maybe or well we'll just add, just not an outline but, but like a space background outlined. You know, not, it's not just an outline, but it'll probably be like a, a space scene behind them and then out about an inch or so or two inches around each tattoo. So right, right. that being the case, that's still almost gonna cover up my entire leg because I've got that's uh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. because they're not small small tattoos, and I already have. Uh, let's see, yeah, Mister Burns and uh, Homer on one side, and then the uh, space alien and uh, Lisa on the other side. Yeah. Uh, so that's covered up a good portion of my leg. Like we 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 talked about putting Bart in there, but don't we don't really have a ton of spots to do it unless I want to make them smaller in the background sort of thing. So it's so it's hard still, with it's still with... a work in progress. Yeah, and it's hard with characters like that is you want them a good size because you want to show detail, right? Like these, right. you know, it's, it's the Simpsons, right? So you got to make right. sure they're in there and somewhat prominent. It's not, doesn't have to be a full back or anything like that, but wherever it is, it's got to, yeah, it's got to be prominent. That's tough though, but. Yeah, well, on my, on my Futurama uh, leg, uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't try to make a uh, theme on it. You know, like this, the, the, the Simpsons thing is going to be like a portrait type, you know, seeing thing with, you know, they're all, it's all related. The left side, the only thing that that has in common is that they're Futurama based. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I've got, I've got the robot uh, devil on one side with a uh, saying oh, awesome. that he has a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he, he's playing the fiddle and there's a banner wrapping around him that says you will only re- receive a smaller silver, silver fiddle. Oh. Which, which, which is a really, really specific yeah. joke. So you really have to be pretty deep in the Futurama to get that yep. one. Were, were you able God. to get the Hypnotoad in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Although that's, that's a thought still, though. But I, I actually went even deeper into geekdom uh, than that. I have a tattoo of Nibbler, right? <gasps> yeah. But, but I don't have a tattoo of Nibbler just as Nibbler. I have t- a tattoo of Nibbler dressed as he was when they did the production of Nibbler on the Roof. 
Oh, that's so I, awesome. I have Nibbler. I have Nibbler dressed like a Jewish man. Yeah, <laughs> so I, good. So cool. That's yeah, that's awesome. a, that's a real. And then um, I also have a, a tattoo of uh, two head jars with Leela and uh, Fry in it. Uh, oh, okay, and, cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, uh, then I then I have a standard Zoidberg. Uh, why not Zoidberg tattoo? Yeah. And so then, it just uh, needs to be Zoidberg. He doesn't have to do anything fancy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He he's not on the leg though. He's on the back, so he doesn't get seen that often. And right. la- last but not least, on uh, one of my arms, I have a, a pile of bender heads. <laughs> um, well, uh, my arms were were where I got most of my tattoos to start, which is like how obviously most people are. And back then, I was a rebel. I was like, ah, yeah, cool. I, I want something manly and cool and fucking. So I ended up focusing on skulls. So I have a shitload of different skulls on my arms, I'm different from different artists or different styles. And but the only yep. thing that ties them together is that they're skulls. Uh, so when I had a little bit of room left on my uh, arm, basically on the on the inside of the wrist. Um, I decided that uh, while I didn't feel the need to be a badass anymore, I, f- I should probably at least continue the theme. So I put a, a pile of bender heads there instead of skulls. Oh, there you go. Right. So, yeah. And it's not the only thing I got in my arm. So I got a dragon and some a couple other things as well. But uh, skulls are probably 80% of my arm tattoos. I also, on the inside of my left uh, bicep uh, that no one ever fucking sees because it's tucked in away pretty good, I also have a, a whole bunch of uh, Simpson skulls. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah so, so combine, combining both the themes, really. Oh, uh, yeah. and then uh, I, and it's not on my leg like most of my other Simpson stuff or those skulls, but on the back of my uh, right, is that bicep? No, I'd say on the upper arm, the back of the upper arm, so you, could, you basically only ever oh, see it yeah. if, if you're standing behind me, uh, right. is uh, Ned Flanders as the devil. Oh, fantastic. Nice. <laughs> so you see there's a theme with most of my stuff. Yeah, corruption. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, then I also have a whole bunch of various non-themed tattoos and shit because sometimes I just get bored and there's a spot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, so. Yeah, I, I'm. I've got a. I've got. I have a couple, uh, two or three back tattoos, but I try to stay away from those because back tattoos are a pain in the ass. And uh, pain, I'm, and then I, you never see them. <laughs> you never see them. Plus, I have skin issues in my back occasionally, and you know the last thing you want to do is get a big pimple in the middle of a cool ass tattoo because they'll take that shit right out of there. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there, there we go. We spent ten minutes talking about tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you getting yours? Uh, the twenty first. This 21st. month. First. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it, has the guy quoted you any kind of prices yet? Yeah, he's doing right now. He's doing. Um, he's working yeah, hundred right. an hour, and so oh, that's the, that's that's cheap, dude. Well, that's well, it's, not, it's not. Oh my god, cheap, but that's that's on the cheaper side. <laughs> it's he's doing that pricing till December because he's trying to get more clientele in the door, hmm. and then and then competitive in this town, he'll go up to I think one forty or one fifty. You said is what the few other places he's probably here at the well at that level he's probably got at least 10 years of experience i would think oh yeah yeah he does yeah yeah like my but my buddy's got like i think he just hit 20 or 21 years uh recently and he charges oh good for him yeah yeah he's been doing it for quite a while he charges 175 an hour However, uh, he is super duper fast, so he you know he would do be doing himself a disservice uh, if he if he uh, charged much less than that. Um, right, right. Al- almost all the tattoos I've ever had done from him took like an hour and a half, two and a half hours. Well, I think one took three hours. Uh, and oh, okay. I, I, I never got really gigantic uh, 
tattoos from them, but like the robot devil one is at least uh, let me look at it. I don't know. It takes both my hands to cover it up. Let's put it that way. Right. And right. it took and it took about and it's one of the sl- uh, longest ones. Three three and a half hours, I think. Well, it's not always just size too. It depends on what it is. There might be incredible amount of detail, right? So right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, he is really, really, really fast though. So uh, I feel like I get reasonable uh, tattoo prices, despite the fact he charges like one seventy five an hour. Right, but it's the kind of thing if you know you're paying for quality, that's okay too. Then you budget for it, right? So right, right, right. Like if you th- Google, then you're fine with it. Yeah. Right. If you if you Google, uh, you know, uh, tattoo prices by experience, he, he, that's about what he should be charging. Was what all the uh, mm-hmm. different articles I read said. Yeah. So you wouldn't feel like you're getting ripped off. No, no, not really. Too bad. Oh, well, let's see. So what? So what else is new? So the uh, football season has started. I I forgot because uh, I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, are you a football person? <laughs> Not too much. I tried to get into it in high school, and but I mean, I've got hockey starting this month, so it's once mm. hockey hits, I don't care about any other sport. So right, right. You see, I don't, I don't give a shit about football per se, but I play fantasy football because I it's a, it's a fun way to interact with your coworkers at work. Yeah, it makes the whatever the sport is you're doing the fantasy with a lot more interesting to watch for sure. Because yeah, oh, I still you're tracking your guys, but yeah, yeah, I still don't watch that shit. Yeah, uh, I do decent at it because at at its heart, uh, fantasy football isn't a isn't about sports; it's about numbers. Yeah, Uh, exactly. And I can I understand numbers are easy, so I normally tend to do well at the beginning of the season. Uh, but then as people are injured, uh, since I don't really pay yeah. attention to sport, know who people actually are, unless I stay really up on the game, it's easy for me to fuck up and you know, and not to uh, replace my injured people properly because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. No, eventually people will ruin whatever uh, n- uh, numerical plan that you have. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the human factor. fucks it all yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, so I always draft well. Like, we use the Yahoo Fantasy service, and they'll give yep. you rankings on your you know, on your draft and such. And, you know, I, yeah. I normally get, in like, an A, and they're like, oh, you're going to do well. Oh, you're going you're to place in the top four for the season. And then I normally end up sp- placing somewhere between five and nine out of 14 people. Yeah. Yeah, for the little bit when I was in your your UFC pools, that I would start reasonably well, and then mm. it would all just tank, and then I couldn't guess anything. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> now th- those I did really well on because that was uh, at the time where I was actually watching a lot of MMA and knew fucking everybody at that point. Uh, yeah. Now I don't get the chance to really watch MMA anymore, so I don't know a lot of the younger people. Just uh, I still pay attention to the headliners, and, you know, the champions, all this good stuff. I still read a lot of MMA news, but I don't actually get a chance to watch anything anymore. Yeah, I had planned to start getting back into it, and I, I just haven't yet. I just have all these other court extracurriculars that are just taking up all my time just to sit and go through uh, fight recaps and stuff. I just can't do right. it. It's too many right. now. There's tons. UFC alone is just every, it seems like every week they've got some kind of Most. event, either free yeah. or pay-per-view. It's yeah. 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 Two to four times a month, you know, uh, yeah. and they'll go long stretches where it's every Saturday or something. Cause they have a lot of the smaller shows and they'll now have shows yeah. that they're at their own place. And, uh, yeah, oh God, it was, has to have been somewhere between five and 10 years ago that we were playing fantasy, uh, MMA together. Oh, easily. Yeah. And it's exploded even more since then where at back then it seemed it was UFC events all over the place and it's easily doubled by now, if not more. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a uh, lot to try to keep up with. Yeah. And there's, uh, now there's at least 
probably three viable leagues for people to fight in, high-level fighters to fight in and make decent money. You know, That's uh, good. Obviously, obviously the UFC. Um, I know uh, professional Still the fight most leagues. money? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Professional fight leagues uh, not too bad, doing too bad. Uh, they have that interesting tournament thing where they end up paying like their tournament whether in, in each of the weight classes a million dollars. So they do oh, different right. seasons of that. So uh, Bellator, uh, I mean, you can still make okay money there as well. And then yeah. uh, was it one or it's it's one and then a the whole bunch of other stuff for their name. I can't, which I can't remember. They're doing good well overseas, and I think at least one other one that I'm forgetting that where fighters can make decent money or at least livable money which yeah. you know which which is kind of sad considering that i know ufc fighters don't get paid nearly as much as they're supposed to when you look at the profit uh, um percentages for, of other sports you know they they get paid yeah. a lot less yeah yeah which you know which is a bummer uh but uh it's such and a it'd still be their that, promoters and the arena owners that probably still make the most out of all of it anyway as per right as per usual with most sports <laughs> yeah 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 so, but yeah, it's, it, it, I've always been interested in the MMA stuff, but once I, once I learned about it and then being online interested in MMA for the last 10 years, 10 or 15 years, uh, it's been fun because you actually, because it's not such a huge sport, uh, a lot of the athletes are a lot more approachable. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, like if I, sure. if I send, if I tweet a, uh, your average welterweight, uh, fighting in the UFC, uh, I'm probably going to get a response back if I if I tweet the average like NFL football player or NBA player. He's probably going to ignore that shit if he ever sees it at all because he's got. Well, I was going to say that. either you, you definitely get a response, and it's probably actually them and not their social media team answering. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah, like uh, one of my favorite uh, people uh, with an online presence is Kevin Smith. Super duper yes. nice guy. You know, um, yeah. Good luck getting his attention. <laughs> yeah, his Twitter. Yeah, he's like, got a lot his, to go through, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, his Twitter notification feed looks like a ticker tape uh, from one of those old stock market shit. Just do 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 do. You oh, know, yeah. he uh, way back in the day, and this is back in, um, like the 2009, maybe 2010, 2011. Not too. So it's a lot earlier in uh, in all the social media stuff. Uh, I would. I was on a uh, inter- internet forum or message board. They actually called it back then that he ran and yep. he posted a, and he posted a video of his Twitch. That's right. That's where we met. Wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you tell me what the yeah. message board we met on. Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> yes. That's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, dude, I get around yeah. a lot. So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he posted one time like a YouTube video or something of that nature showing his Twitter feed. And it, it literally just rolled over and over and over again as people constantly fucking, you know, uh, uh, mentioned him or tweeted him or, or all, and all that good stuff. And he's only gotten bigger since then. So oh, yeah. while I, while I follow him on Twitter, I very rarely bother to respond to like, you know, like his stuff or comment on his stuff. Cause I, yeah, I go, well, dude, why I'm, I'm sure he's not going to feel bad if I don't like his thing that 54,000 other people have liked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, when one when one of the people I follow on MMA tweet, uh, I I like that shit because I might be the only one that does it, or or, or it might be like twenty other people. And when and when I yeah when I when I tweet to him, there's a good chance he's going to respond. His response might be, you know, you know stop uh, fucking tweeting me, but there's probably going to be a response. Well, that yeah, and and that's just the best thing too. It's the one thing it is my favorite on Twitter is be you know whether it's like Ralph Garman or even actually a comedian will either just just like the comment 
or something like, okay, great. They read it. This is great. This has made my day. And then, you know, that's it. As shallow as it may seem, it's like, all right, they read what I wrote. All right. I'm no, going no. about my day now. I mean, I well, here's, a good, here's a good example. Um, I'm friends with Roxanne Matafari. You being an MMA person, you probably know who that is. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, for those who don't, uh, she's a female MMA fighter who got her start way back in, I want to say like 2003 or 2005, somewhere around that range. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and she, and she fought a shitload. So she has like 50 professional fights in between a couple different, uh, organizations. Uh, and she ended her career as, uh, at, at, in the UFC and at one point actually fought for the title and didn't win it, but to give you an example. So she's, you know, a, a really good MMA fighter and pretty well known for people that follow women's MMA. Uh, I'm friends with her because fucking I talked to her on Twitter, literally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I, you know, I, I started following her because uh, I thought she was, uh, you know, had a cool career trajectory so far and she wasn't in the UFC or anything like that. Um, I can't even remember what she, I think it was before she was in Invicta as well. But I, you know, I, we talked back and forth for a while and we ended up becoming good enough friends that when my uh, wife and I got married and, uh, went to Las Vegas for our honeymoon. We, we met up with her and had dinner. Oh, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, and since then I've flown back a couple times and had, you know, hung out with her and uh, or some of her other fighter friends and had dinner and shot the shit. And it's entirely just from uh, talking with her on Twitter. So yep. it's, it, it's so cool that these people that in normal sense of the word are, are basically celebrities are so willing to interact with other people through uh, social media. Uh, and it's really changed the tone of, of like how I think of a, a whole bunch of people uh, that I know f- that are famous just through how watching how they interact with people on their social media. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's telling, right? And it's it, and it's funny how it can be one extreme to the other with that, but it's it, it can be a real you can really see if it's a good celebrity kind of because you know what's the. Uh, that idiot saying that I never meet your heroes. So never right. meet your favorite celebrity and all that kind of thing. So and now it wasn't Twitter, but it was because of the message board that when Kevin Smith started doing the charity street hockey stuff, that's when I met up with a bunch of people and I played street hockey. I am not athletic by any means, but I joined a street hockey team and I played against Kevin Smith one time. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. you know, so, uh, director that i've been a fan of director and writer for how long oh yeah we're gonna go to brantford ontario which is a nothing little town it now <laughs> the home of wayne gretzky of course but still aside from gretzky not you know a tiny town and you know i went and played street hockey with kevin smith so you know and that was because of at least a form of social media so it's pretty oh, yeah. good oh yeah yeah and how awesome he is to do that so you know i'm sorry i'm not gonna I don't think I've ever heard Spielberg uh, playing street hockey with his fans. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it's funny. Uh, and Kevin is still super duper accessible. The only issue being now uh, he is uh, quite a bit more busy and famous than he was back then. He was famous back then, obviously, but uh, his yeah. like building his like podcast empire that he's managed to do uh, has transformed uh, his fan base quite a bit. So while yep. he's still yep. a, accessible to uh, fans, there's so many of them now that you you don't normally get a chance to have interaction interactions with him like that anymore. 
Uh, yeah, just it's just harder to get at him. But if you do, he will stop and talk to you. Yeah, right. Sure. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 I've never yeah. actually talked to him. Uh, I hung out with his wife uh, twice while when she when the Kevin Smith show came to Detroit, because okay. before you yeah you know, when he was still just doing his question and answer thing without before he started attaching them to various movies, he would just right. like just go around the country and do question and answer things. Well, you know, it, which should have been called like, you know, two, maybe three questions because <laughs> yeah. the guy talks so fucking much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think one so of those much. specials that's on DVD, it was just one question and he answered it for two hours. <laughs> yeah 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 very much so it's uh it's funny how uh um long he can talk about one thing and it, he, he'll segue into about 15 different shit sorry so yep. i'm gonna ask me to play some nerdcore uh so i'm looking through the music selection i have here while while we're talking so i'm a little or, yeah, i don't know if i have anything but the one I, we played before oh let's see where is it in here? There's one specifically I'm looking for. Have you, have you ever, have you, while you, while uh, I'm doing that, let me ask you a question. Have you met any other celebrities besides Kevin Smith? Uh, I met Felicia Day at um, uh, Fan Expo in Toronto, Toronto's Comic Con. And um, so that was cool. I stood in line for that. That was really neat. I didn't get, I'm not one for collecting autographs or anything like that, <laughs> but I just complimented her on the guild. I thought it was an extremely clever internet show. Um, and I used to play World of Warcraft, so that's what hooked me in for that. And then oh, you see her crop up in a bunch of uh, TV shows and all that kind of thing. So uh, let's see. I met her. I met uh, Walter Gretzky, uh, Wayne Gretzky's dad. That was also the Bradford thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. For the street hockey, yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, Big Sugar because um, I used to go to a ton of their concerts. They're a blues rock band. Oh, okay. That's my next question. <laughs> yeah, Canadian blues rock band. They're amazing. Still going, more or less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd been to enough of their concerts and, like, to their small venue practice concerts before their big concert. And so you just hang around long enough and you'll run into them. So, oh. uh, yeah, so I met them. Not a ton, but it's more just because I was just kind of there. Right, and, right. Yeah. I, well, I know a lot, a lot, a lot of local Detroit celebrities. Obviously, uh, right. I, when I was when I was younger, my, the friends that I played the song with of earlier were pretty big in the local music scene. So I met a lot of the other local bands that way, and a lot of the people associated with music in Detroit around that time. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I didn't. I don't know. A lot of it depends on what you consider celebrities and what you consider medium meeting them. I met uh, fucking no doubt through a contest that I won by accident. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, I, I called her. I, I, <laughs> ju I just flipped on the radio and I heard call now and I didn't hear what the, the call was for. So I called and I won. It was no doubt tickets. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, no, no doubt tickets. Yay. <laughs> I go, okay, that's that's fine. Cool. And you're in a running to win backstage passes plus press passes at a free camera. And, I, and then they called me like a couple weeks later and said that I won that shit too. So, uh, so I show up and they go. give me a camera and they're like, okay, you can be in that area for your first two songs. You know, here's the backstage area. And after the show is over, you get a meet and greet with the, the band. And that's exactly what happened. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was, now I didn't meet either of them, but I, through the radio, through radio contests, I won green day tickets and Bob Dylan tickets. So Bob Dylan. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Watch now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's see uh, 
Yeah, I also met the Black Eyed Peas because they were opening for the uh, No Doubt, and I'd never even heard of them fucking before. I thought I was like, okay, they're fucking horrible. Sure. The opener, <laughs> yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, nice. You know, I'm uh, not going to be a rude asshole, but nice to meet you. Anyway, where's Gwen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the only one I was interested in. Um, is Gwen here? <laughs> yeah, Gwen here. Is Gwen here? No, no. Okay, we're, go- we're going to go in. <laughs> Don't speak. Is Gwen here? Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, however, as far as openers go, I think the worst suited opener i ever saw for a band was when i saw the clash of the titans concert this is back in the early 90s when it was i believe uh <sighs> anthrax megadeth slayer and they were um there might have been another band, big band of that nature but the opening band okay. open for all that heavy fucking shit was yeah. uh allison chains <laughs> really interesting yeah. it was early their, 90s alice in chains huh. early as as in they just put out their first album nobody yeah ever, nobody had ever fucking heard of them and when right, they started right. singing man in the box we everyone started ripping grass out of the ground and throwing yeah it. It just yeah that's it. a bit of a mismatch yeah yeah cause... they were they were not well received at all no because <laughs> their like alternative it. at least yeah. then yeah, yeah. Maybe hard rock at best, but and you're gonna find people. Yeah, and, and once once they got a more of a release and people liked the listener stuff, I'm sure there were p- people yeah. that crossed over that would like Alice in Chains and like Slayer and Megadeth and Anthrax. Right. But at the time, <laughs> yeah, when they're basically brand new, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now guys. the the best opener uh, was Godsmack for Metallica in like 2004. Mm. They still the best opener I've ever seen. So. Uh, but it's got let's see yeah uh te- i had well you know what testament when they opened for slayer for me was a really good one was, okay yeah yeah they um, would be good yeah and to be honest with you the NTL, i don't know if you can call them openers because of how big the entire thing was but i think anthrax was the second band after uh uh um was the band after fucking allison change and then was it then then megadeth and then i think i think slayer closed um right i might be wrong on that because who, who was a bigger band was uh, mostly who you asked at that point <laughs> for them yeah because then they started doing once they that group kind of joined up with metallica they started doing that big four tour for many many years and they yeah, would all so, take turns being the closer, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, just I'm not sure on that one. Like, clearly, at least in my opinion, Megadeth and Slayer are both a bigger band than Anthrax. Uh, yeah, commercially yeah. speaking, I think Megadeth. I think Megadeth is probably a bigger band than Slayer. But as far as their fan base, oh God, it'd be hard to say which which one has probably a bigger fan base at this point. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would kind of put them more equal. I think maybe it would depend on the last album or whatever year it is as to which one's doing a bit better than the other. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Megadeth has been put has has been putting out new music as far as like recently, and as far as I know, Slayer hasn't done anything in a while. Or they no, might I can't remember last time. Put, yeah, I can't remember they put last time they put something out. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Pantera is going to try to tour again. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. Really. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, not all not all of the members, obviously, but, no. <laughs> but some of them. <laughs> Whoever's left. Right. Well, the, the, uh, the lead singer, Phil, what's his name, Arsamo or whatever you want to say it, is going to be a part of it, which is important because that's one of those bands where uh, the, the singers got a unique enough sound that you can't really replace yep. them. 
That's right. Yeah. 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 They can't all be as lucky as ACDC to have a second unique singer. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. although, ha- although having said that, I mean, look at fucking journey. If I, <laughs> you, you would think, oh, that'd be yeah. a, you think that'd be the type of sound that you just can't replace, but they managed to do it pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot about journey. I always forget about journey. <laughs> <laughs> but what, yeah for what? most oh yeah journey <laughs> yeah but if, but for the majority of bands if they lose their singer their band's done i mean yeah pretty they much might go, yeah they, they might go on and still call themselves the same thing uh and that's and that's about the only position that's true uh you know as far as new music going forward you might not be able to replace them what the what the people could do but for all the other positions if you're just looking for somebody to fucking play the songs they're you know pretty readily uh, easily uh, fucking replaceable well yeah exactly it, it all depends on what you're after right so right right well i yeah. mean for for example uh, uh uh you have to be a musical genius to write what eddie van halen wrote you don't have to be oh, a musical genius yes. to play it <laughs> no 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 no. you just have to yeah, you just you have can, to be really yeah good. if, if yeah. you practice hard enough you can figure it out yeah right yeah. exactly but yeah, to so. actually write the thing for sure yeah no completely yeah, so it's yeah, so it's easy to reproduce other art, other artists' uh, sounds unless you're a singer. And there are people that do that. There's cover people there that uh, cover bands rather that they make professional level money almost just because they have a guy that's good at doing that, and they, all they do is play parties and, sh- and bars and shit like that. Oh well, just think of how many cover bands there are of just the Beatles. Oh yeah, and exactly. They have amazing careers just recreating concert sets. You know. Yeah, uh, I have just a buddy. put a little theatrics with costumes and stuff in it, and just sing exactly like Paul and John did, and you know, and everybody, right? So, yeah. oh yeah. There's apparently a fairly high level Pink Floyd uh, cover band that tours a lot. I have a buddy that every time they're in town, he goes and sees them. <laughs> they're, that's the you know, I guess you call them a tribute band at that point. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Now this is not the song that I was looking for. Someone wanted to hear some uh, nerdcore music. Uh, but it's a still from the same artist. So here we go. This is a uh, song from a band called Optimus Rhymes. Oh, I've heard that name. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, here we go. Stripped out there, but the enemy speaks. Well, 
vibe at the chair, we feel it. Bye, bye, do the job that bus. We leave keep them paper dust. Put my candles on the custom bus, cause the B-Lee difference is finer drugs. If you got a travel, then come see us. Four needers with the kids you can trust. Double bite, you got to turn to the dust, no need to discuss. Hey! 15 billion on the pain alone. Snake skin dealing with the MLA bone. Two dot feet with the just not known, but we hit 550 and the rest all gone. No tickets, cause we coming it on. Not lift it, cause the longs get blown. The logo's on, not the flag that flown is home, sweet home. Hey! Once every year, we get it updated. See a lot of crap till the bank get faded. When we get it back, but it's upgraded. New speaker, got it elevated. Pull up the studio, they made it. 98 tracks, so the host they made it. Now that's back, for anticipated. Mac on tap, so all irrigated. All the beers, lifestyle. All the beers, all the flow. I'm a couple bouts right into the next match show. Protecting you is what we do. Slide to the door, step out to the scenes. Most in the beat, don't move quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the end of it anyways. So yeah, that's nerdcore rap. Uh, so do you have any music that you're embarrassed to tell anybody that you like? Oh, geez. Let me see. Well, my very first concert, I think I was six, five, six, something like that, was Gowan. I don't know who that is. That's uh, way back in the 80s. And uh, I think, oh, what band does he sing for now? I can't remember. But anyway, I guess that could have been the most embarrassing kind of music. It was like 80s at its best kind of thing, but... <laughs> He, he was theatrical. I don't know. I was five and I liked his music videos as I got older. And, uh, uh so I guess maybe that look up gallon. Um, what's the, oh, what's hey. his song? Strange animal is like his, uh, not a one hit wonder, but that was like his best song for a while. Anyway. Uh, weird, weird kind of thing. Uh, I'm trying to think now. I don't know. No, that's if there's well, anything yeah. I'd be embarrassed that, I say that I listen to. Oh, yeah. No, there's plenty of things that I'd be embarrassed to say that I listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like I mean, I'm right into couple... Billy Talent right now, but they're a fantastic Toronto hard rock band. I think I, I, I have, I think, one of his songs uh, on my uh, pl- uh, Spotify playlist, uh, Rusted in the Rain. Oh, yeah. Rusted in the Rain's good. Um, yeah. If you like that, I would suggest Viking Death March. And there's a new song he did. Well, they did. The whole band is named Billy Talent. It's not just one guy. Um, what is it with Rivers Cuomo? End of Me? That's from their last album that came out not too long ago. Yeah, Rivers Cuomo's just like, yeah, sure. We, I like you. We'll, I'll sing on this song with you. Like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't go. To, yeah. I don't go to concerts anymore, really. Um, uh, oh, I miss going to concerts. There's nothing out here for concerts. Oh yeah, you know, I have plenty of opportunities at concerts. I just have lacked the motivation to do it anymore. The last concert I saw was about three or four, about four years ago when I went and saw Puddles the Clown. It was before oh, okay. he hit really big. It was before he hit really big, so it was like in a pretty small venue with like a couple hundred people there. It was a lot of fun, right? Uh, and then, then like six months later, he did America's Got Talent. Uh, he hasn't been back in the area again, but I imagine if when he is, it'll probably be a lot bigger venue. Right, right. Now, my my disposable income in my twenties went to concerts, but I was still living in Toronto, so it was real easy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto's big market. You you get all oh, you, yeah. you get all the people going through there. 
Yeah, I saw everything. The best one probably still uh, would have been Sarstock, which was um, after SARS hit Toronto. It's the concert that the Rolling Stones headlined. It was an all-day concert where half a million people showed up. And uh, it was, yeah, the last two was ACDC, and then we're second last, and the Rolling Stones closed the place. Um, and it was just out in an open field with a stage. At the time, it was Barry Molson Park. Uh, yeah, that was the best. And uh, nobody got hurt. No one was killed. The only person that got thrown out at 11 a.m. was because they were already too drunk and stoned. They didn't get let in, but it was just a $20 ticket. It was to help rejuvenate uh, Toronto tourism. Oh. Yeah, so the, no. and and the Stones love Toronto. The Stones would often, before they went on a big tour, they would hit uh, the smaller bars and club venues to just work out their set, and they would show up unannounced. And so, yeah, the Stones would always do practice concerts, small little practice concerts in Toronto before they did their big tours. Ah, yeah, I get. Uh, I went to I went to a ridiculous amount of uh, shows when I was younger. Uh, most of those were end up being local bands. Uh, I honestly became pretty snobby about music when I was in my twenties. Uh, oh, did you? Uh, so, oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, ba- basically if you'd heard of a band, I wasn't interested in them. Yeah. I was very big on the local scene that, you know, I, I was That's too right. busy, you know, going to supporting yeah. the local bands for, you don't need any of that major RCA record label bullshit. You right. Wanna, right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Besides which, fucking, you know, the, the, the acoustics in most stadiums are garbage. Why would you even want to go see a show there? Um, the only band true, loud the enough, <laughs> the only band loud enough that sounded good in the Skydome, it's now it's called the Rogers Center, whatever, it's always the Skydome. The only band loud enough to sound good there, not Metallica, ACDC. <laughs> yeah, no, I can believe they that. were I've the band ACDC. loud enough to beat the terrible sound of the Skydome. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Bob Dylan, uh, I, man, he didn't have a chance. <laughs> there was two spots where uh, I saw big concerts. So one of them was the Palace of Auburn Hills, which okay. had okay acoustics. It wasn't amazing. Uh, and then the other one where I saw very large concerts would be Pine Knob, uh, which is an outdoor venue. Uh, literally, like it's got the you know it's got the stage that's covered. And some seats that are covered, but then it's got a gigantic hill going around it where they all, where they sell lawn seats, and that's all outdoors. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm assuming you every city probably has a, a similar venue to it, probably. Yeah, there's a band shell one called well, I don't know what it's called now. It's the amphitheater, anyway. That was part of one of the amusement parks in Toronto, and uh, it was a band shell, but it opened up to a field, so there was seated actual seats, and then the lawn seats were the general price ones. Right, right. Hold yeah. on. How many? I Google did not Google that the right way. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Pine Knob can hold about fifteen thousand people, so it's not a gigantic venue, but it's a, it's a good size venue. That's still a good uh, size, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's one of the places why I don't mind seeing big venue, big uh, shows. Uh, the, from the new, from my understanding, the new stadiums down downtown, the Little Caesars Arena, it's horrible for for fucking shows. But for me, you know, yeah. uh, these these 
kind of, and I, and obviously like a, like a regular bar is also kind of a horrible spot to hear a band. <laughs> your, your, your average place just isn't set up for it. So, well, um, yeah, I, then it's too small and right. the sounds just bouncing off of everywhere. Right. So, right. Yeah. So my favorite place, and, and I'm lucky because uh, the Detroit area has a couple of few of these are like the concert theaters, uh, places either like St. Andrew's Hall, which was designed as like, you know, fucking a place to have stuff like that old school wise. So it's got good acoustics or a place like Harpo's, which is set up just for fucking like small to medium concerts like that. And these are places right. that can hold like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and yeah, that I love seeing shows at St. Andrew's Hall. I love seeing shows at Harpo's. Um, some of the other, some of the smaller bars had decent setups too. I like, I remember Blondie's had a decent setup. Um, a couple other ones uh, it, it was detroit area is a really good spot for smaller than gigantic uh, bands because there's all kinds of different spots then you get the then you get the medium-sized pro, pro level spots like you know the theaters uh like fox fox theater or fillmore theater those are also right. ones that can hold probably two three four thousand people uh and detroit has at least a half a dozen great venues like that so uh, i got really lucky growing up as far as watching uh live music Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There well, was one too. club. Toronto, Toronto's prize probably exactly. Toronto's the got same. all yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's the famous bars and then there's just the regular ones that there's always open mic somewhere. Right. So, um, every night of the week, there's always an open mic somewhere. So if you just want to get live music while you're having a beer or whatever, then there's, you know, throw a rock, you'll find a pub, but there was yeah, one well, really what... nice club. It's it's not open anymore. It was called the Mod Club, but it was designed perfectly for music, for live music, because they had a stage kind of on one, like on one end of the place. It was basically a square building and there was two floors, but the second floor, I guess, what do you call it? Open air, open ceiling. So it yeah. was just kind of a ring around. And so there were seats. There was a big floor. Uh, dance floor more or less but um where everybody could just stand for for the band and dance depending on what the band is but uh, in a horseshoe kind of you know perfect square kind of pattern there was also seats and lined benches right along the entire wall so you could go grab a seat and, and it wasn't seating it was just general admission and all that kind of stuff so you're either standing for the whole night or if you want to make sure you got a seat make sure you're there early and get a seat and then that's just your spot but there was no bad place to stand or sit unless you're an extremely short person you know <laughs> surrounded by yeah. people then you're screwed yeah. but then get up to the second floor but uh yeah. so that that place was perfect and, and all bands i saw well i only saw like three bands there but they all sounded great so that was a perfectly designed building so it's a shame it closed down sooner after i moved out here but yeah, yeah. It, it was a perfect building not too big and definitely not too small but built for the specific purpose so yeah uh harpo's around here was really well set up for just the sea shows and just for fucking everything you walk in and there's you know the bathrooms on the across from you but then you turn to your right and the building goes down like tiers like about so you'll have about 100 feet of building or 75 feet of building. And those, there's a bar on one side and tables, you know, all around in, in, in the rest of the space. Then two oh, different nice. staircases, one on the left and right, go down a tier where you have, you know, another 50 or 75 feet or whatever it is with tables on one side and a bar, you know, on, on the on one 
one wall. Then you go, then it goes down a set of stairs to another tier. And these tiers are, were, were probably like six feet I mean, lower, lower each time right. where there's yet a third bar with another set of, uh, uh, tables and stuff scattered around. Then it goes down one more time to the dance floor, which is like a, this gigantic fucking light up on the 70s style dance floor, uh, which is another 40 or 50 feet. And then there's, uh, it raises up into like a six foot tall stage. So no matter, no matter what level you were on, you could you had great views of the stage. And you were always close to a bar because they had fucking three of them. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it because that's where you're making your money. So you got to make sure there's always, if you have to travel too far to find the bar, no one's going to keep buying. <laughs> oh, dude, we, we would go there on days where they didn't even have bands just for the drink prices because on, on days that they didn't have bands playing, they'd have uh, like 99 cent pitchers of beer or 99 cent mix, mixed drinks. 99 cent? Uh, until Holy like a let. <laughs> oh yeah well this is this is back in the 90s and the early 2000s but still yeah that's uh sure. they were great deals and they would do that until like 11 11 o'clock uh, to you know try to get business in there and by uh, but so so you'd see people at like 10 30 10 40 with like five or six pitchers of beer on their, on their table get <laughs> ready back for in the 1950s what the hell 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well yeah fucking yeah so yeah i had i had many a good time there um but it reached a point when in my late 20s and early 30s, I was still going out a lot, but it reached a point where I was trying to avoid local music because at that at that point, I was going to the bar to drink and chase after women. <laughs> and it's so hard to try to pick up people if you can't hear a word they're saying and they can't hear a word you're saying, you know. Yeah, then that, loud music's just right in the way, so that's no yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing I got going for me, man. I'm not very smart and I'm not very pretty, but I can talk. So, you you know, bars like that remove the only thing I have going for me, and I'm basically just stuck in the corner for the rest of the night watching my better-looking friends score. Yeah, that's always tough. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else so, seems yeah, to get, get yeah the right time, and oh my god, damn it, yep. Yeah, so yeah, give me give me a bar where you know there's just low background music and everyone's talking and have a good time, and I'm a happy camper. Exactly. Although I don't I don't go to bars anymore uh, for multiple reasons. One, I don't really drink anymore, which is good because you know getting drunk off your ass and going to work for hangover is you know not fun at 31 at 49 it'd probably just be a bad idea entirely yeah you're not gonna yeah no no because your recovery time is significantly reduced so it just all hits harder oh yeah oh dude i went through that period I, every day i drank if uh every day i drank a pint of jack daniels if i oh wow did if I didn't drink a pint of Jack Daniels, that's because I didn't have to work the next day. And it was probably closer to a fifth. I was, I never quite killed the entire fifth, but I, there was a couple, you know, a lot of times when it was like just a couple swallows at the bottom. And eventually I just had to stop drinking. I couldn't do that to myself. No, no, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, I go, I go to, damaging. I, I would go, I'd go to work every day, ride the elevator down to the employee bathroom. So I go, you know, shit my guts out <laughs> Lean, leaning up against the the elevator wall going oh why did i do this to myself i'm never gonna drink again that's like yep. you know 7 30 in the morning by by 10 a.m or 11 a.m i'm like oh man i feel like crap i'm starting to feel a little bit better by one or two o'clock you're like you know i'm not feeling too bad you know maybe maybe just a couple drinks tonight you know just one or two though just just take the edge off so you feel a bit better nope. by the time i walked out of bottles work, <laughs> yeah by the time i walked out of work you know i'm like yep i'm stopping at the party store on the way home because yeah. like, I'd stop every fucking day on the way home. The guy, the guy knew me very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did that for a couple few years. Uh, eventually, I fucking broke that habit. 
just the hangovers uh, hangovers were a big part of why i quit part of it was like i was starting to have trouble uh, remembering nights and it's no fun to have someone cur- no. accuse you of being a fucking asshole and you can't defend yourself because you don't remember yes. the conversation <laughs> yeah i'm like that doesn't sound like something i would say come on. no but I can't really refute it. So yeah. So, and I, temporarily short term, I fixed that problem by not going out anymore. And I was just drinking at home. I was like, so I was like, I can't trust myself to be outside. You know, if I, if uh, these incidents are going to keep on occurring where people are telling me about shit, I do the next day. So I'll just remove people from that equation. And I'll just drink at home. That was smart. Right? That's a very, that's a sensible, logical, healthy choice to make. Yeah. It's <laughs> always choose. better drinking alone. There's right, nothing exactly. alarming in that. It's like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, Jay just picked booze over society. That's that's yep. not a problem at all. <laughs> that is not a cry for help uh, by any means. Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that went on for about a year or two. And then eventually I just realized that, yeah, I, I just needed to stop. Uh, yeah. So you know, now, now really. I, I'll have a, I'll have a drink or two occasionally. Like I'll go to the bar and maybe have like a shot and a beer while I have like my lunch or something like that. Or right, if you go to exactly, Red Lobster, yeah. I might have one or two like daiquiris, but yeah, my limit's basically two drinks. Uh, I, can, yeah. I can't. I, I tried a couple of times. We we were going to intentionally get drunk, you know, and I, I couldn't do it anymore because a couple of drinks in, I start thinking about the hangover the next day, and it totally kills any kind of fun I can have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that's great that night, but then if it ruins your next day, well, it's just, yeah, it's not worth it. Right, and then, like I said, it reached a point where it ruined the night. I I couldn't even drink it you know, anymore because I knew it was going to suck, and I, you know, I was like, oh, well, no, I don't, I don't even want to drink that third drink. It's, you know, just yeah. takes all the enjoyment out of it, which, is, yeah. don't get me wrong, uh, I do enjoy the uh, occasional beer with, uh, like, a, a burger or pizza or Mexican food. I think, you know, uh, oh, a yeah. beer goes along great with that, uh, but... Yeah. I can do just one or two drinks and I don't stop. I know there's a lot of people out there that can't do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, half of it is being aware that that's the issue. And then you can try to work with that and hopefully fix it, but, or right. deal with it properly. But yeah. So yeah, it, it's I, just, it can very easily be a slippery slope for sure. So oh, yeah. And I try not to judge people because I still smoke pot and, you know, and yeah thank god the prices here in michigan have uh, dropped enough so i don't have to really feel guilty about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't i mean now i'll spend somewhere between 100 and 250 dollars in the course of a month which is still a fair amount of money but it's you know it's it's low enough to call it i mean if you call it 40 dollars a week or somewhere between 25 and 50 dollars a week that makes it seem pretty reasonable right right <laughs> like at least that's what i tell myself <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, you know, if you're like a cable cutter or something like that, that's not even the price of monthly cable or anything like that. So, right, you know, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, depending on your budget and, you know, worse things to be spending it on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's right, fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't go out. I don't really do anything. Yeah. I don't, ha- I don't have any hobbies that cost money really. Um, that that is yeah. my hobby. <laughs> God, it's, which it's makes when, me fucking it's, boring as fuck. <laughs> it's when it's affecting, you know, the grocery bill or rent or mortgage payment. Then you got to look at it. But I mean, right, right. So yeah, otherwise, it, whatever. <laughs> right, and, and obviously, if we got into dire straits, that'd be something that goes. Oh, uh, that, yeah. that would suck. I, I did quit oh, what three or four or five years ago for about six months, and I regret starting it back up again. Not because 
um, I think that it's bad for me or anything like that, just because fuck it be, it is one more thing to fuck with. When you, when you smoke pot uh, to a high level, uh, it does take up a fair amount of time and people right. who don't smoke pot are justifiably irritated by it. <laughs> so, like, you, the last thing you want, the last thing you want to be is like the only not pot smoker in a group of pot smokers. You will never be more annoyed by people in your life because pot smokers want to smoke pot about it, like before they do anything, while they're doing it, after they're doing it. You're like, no, you can't just get up and go go someplace. You have to prepare your pot. So, and yeah. like when I had a buddy quit uh, for a while, uh, he he said the same thing. He goes, one thing that was nice it was that I never had to worry about fucking rolling a joint or what, what I was going to be doing later in the day and when, when I'd have a chance to smoke fucking just get up and do my day yeah yeah there's a lot of planning and prep work <laughs> that you didn't have to do <laughs> yeah yeah if you've if you ever been a non-pot smoker hanging out with pot smokers i imagine you've probably been fucking annoyed a couple a couple few times yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all righty well it looks like it's about that time you got anything you want to cover before we get out of here I can take uh, all the time. No, I, we, we never we never have to end after an hour. That's just a, some a good goal to shoot for most of the time. No, it's good. I mean, we covered a wide range, which wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned before the show, uh, it was lucky I didn't start uh, cooking my dinner because then I'd be like, oh right, the podcast. So right. I should probably that's, go have my that's, dinner. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's basically what happened to me last week. My. Uh, uh, you know, me and my wife were not on the same work schedule anymore. She, uh, at the moment, I have Mondays and Tuesdays off. She has Saturday and Sundays off. And oh. when she, so when she, and she gets off work somewhere between five and five thirty, so she gets home right. around sometime between five fifteen, five thirty, five forty-five. <laughs> I started, you know, talking, you know, talking with her and watching a show and just basically socializing with her. And I got a message from you like two minutes before six, going, "Hey, are we going to do this shit?" And I'm like, "Oh, I know, because uh, I, because I, I, I just no, noticed too." <laughs> I was like, no, They're like, oh not. shit, it's seven. I didn't hear from him yet. I usually get I some like, kind of email. <laughs> I just sat down with my wife for the first time in like a week. So I think, I'm sorry, I think yep. I'm going to skip it today. <laughs> so yeah, so well, I'll completely valid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess we're out of here. Uh, try. We will try to be back next week. So, but don't hold your breath, folks. <laughs> Sometimes we miss shows, uh, but we all it's, endeavor yeah. to be here. And it's a know, long should, time away. Who knows what'll yeah. happen. Yeah, you, you guys will get more shows. I just can't say reliably when. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, until then, you guys have yourself a fucking awesome night. Hell yeah. No, we don't end with that. Let's try it with this. You guys have a good night. Bye-bye.